with Radio On The Go News. Brian Fancher reporting. Hampton Dumont Superintendent Aaron Becker released a statement regarding the news of the passing of a high school student on Friday. Becker in a notice to the community on the district's website says, quoting, We recognize that this news may impact each of us in unique and personal ways and wants to support those affected by this during this difficult time, end quote. Saturday, the Hampton Dumont Cal High School Library was available for students that wanted to gather for support. Becker says the district will have the necessary school personnel and secure personnel from Central Rivers Area Education Agency to provide support for students, staff, and others who may need assistance today. Becker adds that the district will work with faith leaders and community agencies to provide any other needed support today. The latest economic survey of supply managers in Iowa and eight other Midwestern states shows the business barometer falling to its worst January level in 15 years. Creighton University economist Ernie Goss says a monthly report ranks the region's economy on a 0 to 100 scale, and he says fears about recession are growing. The overall reading was down from 47.1 last month, December, to 47 this month. Obviously, neither of those readings are good. They're both below growth neutral. And it's the lowest January recording that we've had since, uh, since 2008. So it was not a good month. The survey's individual business conditions index for Iowa dropped to 47 in January, down from December's 47.8. Respondents in the nine states were asked to name and rank what they see as the top threats to their business and to the economy in the coming months. Supply chain disruptions were number one, higher input prices number two, and recession number three. So what was surprising is finding and hiring qualified workers. Labor shortages was not in the top six. So that was a, a, a surprise to me. The survey points to slow, no, or negative growth in the months ahead, Goss says, likely through the second quarter. Looking ahead six months, the survey's confidence index, which gauges economic optimism on a 0 to 100 scale, rose from 23 in December to 25 in January, which is still very weak. Almost 26% reported workforce reductions. So instead of gaining, we're reducing work, the work size of the workforce. The overall region, when we look at compared to pre-COVID levels, we're almost even. In other words, we're down about 6,800 workers in the entire nine-state region from February of 2020. Only four of the nine states have rebounded to higher employment levels since the start of the pandemic, Arkansas, Missouri, Nebraska, and South Dakota. Today, the Franklin County Board of Supervisors will set the date and time for a public hearing regarding the next fiscal year maximum tax levy. In other business, the board will consider holding the second and third readings of an ordinance regarding commercial wind energy conversion systems. The Franklin County Board of Supervisors meet today at 11 a.m. at the courthouse in Hampton. The Wright County Board of Supervisors today will consider the recommendations made by the County Compensation Board concerning the salaries of the elected officials. The Wright Supervisors will also hold a public hearing on the county's proposed maximum property tax levy. The Wright County Board of Supervisors meet today at 9 a.m. at the courthouse in Clarion. Today, the Hancock County Board of Supervisors will consider an amended 28E agreement with Winnebago County concerning the housing of Hancock County inmates. The Hancock Supervisors will also discuss allowance and disallowance of various family farm credit applications. 
The Hancock County Board of Supervisors meet this morning, 9 o'clock, at the courthouse in Garner. Last week, the Cal School District was informed that it was approved for having an expanded STEMBEST, or Businesses Engaging Students and Teachers, plus HD, or High Demand Program, to provide students with real workplace experiences. Cal Principal Abby Meyer tells Radio On The Go News that her district has continued to ramp up efforts to help children from preschool through sixth grade. So we have a greenhouse on site now, but it's very expensive to run that. So one of the pieces that we were able to do with this new grant is we'll be able to solar heat our greenhouse. So we'll be able to have it open and running all year round. So we're very excited about that. You know, we do a plant sale in the spring that the kids plant plants for, but we'll be able to do some things throughout the winter too to really incorporate that in. Meyer says being in an expanded STEM best effort brings with it a grant for about $40,000. It is really just amazing. You know, we're able now to be able to provide our kids with that hands-on learning that everyone's been telling us is really the ticket to really deep learning. And now that we have these funds available, we're able to do those things that we want to do to be able to make learning as meaningful for our students as possible. Including the latest honorees, 155 partnerships have been created or expanded since STEMBEST launched in 2014. Today, the Clarksville City Council will consider advertising for part-time seasonal maintenance for mowing and general upkeep of city properties, including cemeteries and other business. The Clarksville City Council will continue to discuss a 2080 agreement with the Clarksville School District and will set the date for a public hearing on the maximum tax levy for the next fiscal year. The Clarksville City Council meets today 6.30 p.m. at City Hall. The Powerball jackpot grew to an estimated $747 million after no one beat the odds and won the top prize in Saturday night's drawing. The $747 million Powerball jackpot up for grabs tonight is the ninth largest in U.S. lottery history and the latest in a string of huge lottery prizes. Someone in Maine won a $1.35 billion Mega Millions prize less than three weeks ago, and a California player won a record $2.04 billion Powerball jackpot last November. Today's guest on the Radio On The Go Newsmaker program is West Fork Elementary School Principal Ashley Flatabo, who will discuss a fundraising effort to help pay for a new playground on the Rockwell campus. The Radio On The Go Newsmaker program airs weekdays during the noon hour on KLMJ following the news, weather, and obituaries with archive programs available under the News tab at RadioOnTheGo.com. The high in the past 24 hours here at our studios, 33 and the low of 7 degrees above zero. For Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting.